Hey, I'm Daniel, and this is Markers on the Map. This week, join us for our Chili Silly Claymation Christmas special, which has a little bit of fun, a little bit of news, and a brand new top-secret edition of our SNES revival. Merry Christmas from the both of us as we await the arrival of good old St. Nicholas. Check out the gaming adventure on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. before Christmas, and all through game land. I was chilling in my tower, coming up with a plan, when I saw, from the corner of my eye, an object flying through the sky. Or was it a man? Man, what a sinister tower. No one man should have all that power. Did you get that reference? I know you did. A movie based on a show you watched as a kid. St. Nicholas, you real? This is a really big deal. Powered by trial by energy, fueled by a main mission meal. Look, Mr. PR, you've been real bad. You've made poor St. Nuck's heart feel real sad. You tried to drag the citizens of this fair city through the mud, so this year for you, a physical copy of Back for Blood. Ah, what? What? And also, a knockout punch. Let's dial up an old friend. <laughs> Start to end? Hmm, twas the night before Christmas, and so many a fright. The sinister pal. Oh, my bad. Alright. Hmm. Uh, um. Twas the night before Christmas, and all through game land, the townsfolk awaited St. Nicholas to lend them a hand. They hunted Magnamalo and Monster Hunter Rise. They ran through Operation Tango, where they worked as spies, and visions of Metroid Dread danced in their head. No, says your pal the gamekeeper, that genre's not dead, hee <laughs> Blasting through worlds in Returnal's loop all night, or playing through Village's castle in fright. They worked through Deathloop in search of a perfect day. These are just a few of the games that they play. Taking pictures of Pikachu, some would say snapping. One Guardian's title that deserves so much clapping. Master Chief's title, which took so long to release. And the GTA trilogy, which needs to be fixed piece by piece. Ratchet and Clank make a triumphant return. And some games like Bravely Default 2 left some with a burn. Inscription is cool, and so is Devolver. And I wish there was some kind of Into the Breach solver. But back to this year. We had Guilty Gear Strive, and one final season of Street Fighter V. Shin Megami came back, a blast from the past, and some live services fell off real fast. And how about those little games that launched on the Switch? You already know Dusk launched on the Switch, and you know Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon launched on the Switch. You know what console had a great year? Switch. But what of Dear Gameland's most famous group? Well, let's see what's going on with old Green Badoof. He scurries about like he's in a hurry to put his handmade star on top of his tree. He sets out some chips in a can of energy drink. This should be enough for St. Nicholas, he says with a wink. He rushes to bed until Christmas is live. Boy, oh boy, I hope I get a PS5. 
And how about Blastwave and OC come true? What was he doing? Let's see what he's up to. Taking some rage out on a Knuckles punching bag. It seemed like the wait for Christmas was kind of a drag. I've been good all year. I better get that game. I need. Blastwave, though edgy, had done quite a few deeds. The punching bag popped and sand shot all out. Alright, that's enough. It's time for the lights out. And what of me, the gamekeeper? Well, I'm writing this tale. Going through some spreadsheets and reading my mail. I'm a busy man. Even on Christmas Eve, there's so much to do. Then the backlog of games. If I haven't played it, it's new. I'm really liking Ghost of Tsushima. It's incredibly fun. Feels like it'll be a million hours before this one is done. So rest up and let St. Nicholas bring gifts through his flight. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good... Don't you say it. Don't you say it or I'll pop you like... Hey, we're trying to sleep here. A good night, Happy. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Welcome to the Markers on the Map Christmas Special 2021. We have a an interesting, a nice little laid-back episode for you, just like last year. Yeah, we'll, we'll kind of just hop right into it this year. As always, my name is Daniel, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Robert. Uh, how you been doing this week, Robert? Tired. Tired? tired? It's such a crazy time right now. Yeah. I saw spider-man three times and like i saw i saw it once it's a very good movie i i feel like what a what a movie to go back to the movie theaters for after not being there since invisible man in february 2020 (laughs) last one i saw was well i I technically did see gorillas uh but concert that that was really just kind of a small i guess the last major theater i saw was spiral didn't you see Demon Slayer Mugen Train? Oh yeah, I did. But same thing, sort of sort of a small group of people, not a lot. I was kind of happy that I didn't have anybody within like 360 degrees of me when I went to the movie theater cuz mm-hmm. I was kind of nervous to go <laughs> to be honest with you. Oh, especially <laughs> Spider-Man, it's going to be packed. But Yeah. Nah, yeah, this week I've just been tired. It's the holiday, so it's sort of a laid-back time now. How have yeah. you been? I have not been tired per se, but I've been extremely busy trying to do Christmas shopping. Um, We're actually recording this later than we usually do, both in day and time. So it's like we are so close to Christmas when when we're recording this and I've still got a Mm -hmm. few people I need to get some gifts for. So (laughs) it's been kind of stressful. (laughs) Man, this year has just, I, I don't know what it is, but... It's sort of, I don't know if you're having this problem this year, but there's just nothing you could really get for, it's so difficult, I guess it's so difficult this year for shopping for people. Yes. Because you never really know what to get people, and then when you go to the store, you don't really see anything, so it's very difficult, at least for me, to find stuff for most people. It's not only that I don't know what to get people, it's that when people ask me what I want, I've been having some trouble with that too, because I don't want much. For me, it's not that I don't necessarily want much, not to sound in a greedy way, but in the sense of if you tell me, I'm just going to forget and just be like, I can't remember what I want. Because mm-hmm. it's also, I'm looking for specific things that it's really hard to like be like, yeah, I'm looking for this certain thing that I know you have absolutely no knowledge about, but good luck looking for it. 
it's sort of like if you're if you just know me, you know what I've been probably thinking about or trying to like get or anything like that. But if you if you ask me, I'm just gonna tell you, just get me whatever you feel like you think I would like, but don't get me Funko Pops because I I don't collect Funko Pops. I have a few of those, <laughs> just a few. Um, I did actually buy myself a Christmas gift, and I told you this off the podcast, but I we, mm-hmm. we know here I build Gundams, and I've been doing all that this year and kind of getting into the hobby, but I bought the Bandai Mandalorian set because the store mm-hmm. I buy the model kits from sometimes does 40% off, so they had the silver-plated one, and, you know, I wouldn't spend that much money on a model. I don't spend that much money on anything, <laughs> but it was 40% off, so I got it for a really good price, and... And then I mm-hmm. bought some paints, and so I've been trying to paint some Gundams, and that's not going exactly how I want it. Like, I spilled some paint, and I spilled some paint thinner, and I'm, like, stressed. With the headache. But... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least, stress. Yeah, that, that's just adding on some stress to the, you know, the Christmas shopping and the fray, the lines at the stores. But... We got to, we got to, since we're doing a special on next week's episode, we got to handle one last time of me talking about an interesting find at the grocery store. And I finally came across something that I knew was coming. The Fruit Loops gummies, they mm. are delicious. <laughs> they taste just like Fruit Loops. I mean, I don't know how some of these weird candies come, like the Hot Cheeto, I think Mountain Dew was one of them. That was like a limited time offer and oh yeah that's right they I did a flaming hot i don't do. i don't know how companies make these items and people actually want to get them because fruit loop gummies is like the least weirdest thing i've ever heard this year has been some very strange combinations of companies when it comes to their yeah food items. i didn't like the mountain dew gingerbread flavor that much i still have one in the fridge that I'm was kind one of, of them. like putting it off <laughs> I'll come back. I'll come pick it up. Yeah. Um, the Fruit Loops it. gummies, though, they really do taste like Fruit Loops. I'm kind of mm-hmm. impressed. Um, it reminds me of the Fruit Loops donuts they had at, at Carl's Jr. slash Hardee's at, like, mm-hmm. years and years ago. They they really tasted like Fruit Loops. But, yeah, that was the, the one last thing I, I found from the interesting foods this year. I, I I guess they weren't supposed to come out till next year, but I saw them today, and I'm like, oh, let me get some mm-hmm. of those. Trying to, trying to think if I could eat strange i guess uh, not really I don't, I don't think i've tried anything crazy out of this year you're 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 more into finding weird limited time offer like, yeah but remember that's why i'm can. always upset when they take them away yeah that's true and i understand that because i think was it cheddar and garlic bread lays were those delicious. were good they even brought chicken those back and waffle lays those were, were delicious those were really good. And then habanero hot Cheetos. Those were delicious. Lay's always does the thing where they have like four exclusive flavors and then they take them away, but they keep one, but then they never seem to keep it for long. No, yeah. So, they always do the whole new flavor. It's going to be part of the lineup, but then it like disappears in three months. Yeah, and then for some reason this year, I've been seeing a lot of upcoming foods or drinks on Instagram and mm-hmm. being on the lookout for them and like never seeing them or seeing them months ahead of time like i knew about that gingerbread mountain dew like two or three months before it came out and i was really excited for it and for some reason it, all gingerbread stuff started being like 
I don't know. It's like pumpkin spice this year. It's like, it's just, there's too much gingerbread. I like a gingerbread though, but there's just too much. <laughs> I don't think I've actually ever had a real gingerbread. I don't know if I've ever had real gingerbread, but I've had gingerbread cookies and they're all right. I mean, but... not, not never that. <laughs> I mean, gingerbread cookies is just, I guess, cinnamon cookies with, you know. Similar. It's, it's kind of they're what similar. it is. Yeah, it's, they're sort of the same thing. Yeah, they have the same kind of, like, aftertaste, but. Yeah. So, it's been a, it's been a year for that stuff, and just looking back in retrospect, it's been a year of like interesting game news and interesting game content. We've had mm-hmm. some movies come out, not many because you know the theaters were you know just starting to kind of reopen. We had a lot of cool mm-hmm. TV shows and streaming shows, and we've kind of surrounded ourselves with a lot of that. But I I feel like. <laughs> At this time where we just relax for Christmas and everything, it's good to just have your favorite stuff be with friends and family. So we'll we'll get the Merry Christmases out of the way here before we get to our surprise game because we have a little bit of news today, but we, we also have a surprise game and a new edition mm-hmm. of the SNES Revival. But we want to thank everybody early on in this episode for um, their support, anybody who's listened or you know given our podcast a chance. And we put a lot of work into it, and we'll have a kind of a special message about um, how the beginning of next year is going to go with the podcast um, at the end of the episode, so make sure you stick around for that. But for right now, Robert, let's say we get to some news, huh? Uh, whatever we got. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think if there's any actual news that was announced. I guess a couple. Yeah, I, I have two on the, on the list here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh! I wanted to talk about Loop Hero real quick. Not not playing it or anything, but just the, the sheer Christmas miracle of Loop Hero. <laughs> Loop Hero. It's that um it's like a roguelike from Devolver that I've always wanted to play. Your character travels on a loop fighting monsters, but like you put the monsters in the terrain down and it's, it's a roguelike, so you like you go through levels mm-hmm. and when you die you get sent back to camp whatever. Um it was a PC exclusive, but they brought it to the Switch. Mm-hmm. And it was like two weeks ago that they brought it to the Switch, I think, and I've been kind of like bouncing back and forth of getting it because obviously I'm playing Pocket Dungeon and Pokemon Pearl right now, and I'm mm-hmm. playing the the Disney Classics Collection, all things that I will talk about in future episodes. But um, I was like, do I want to buy Loop Hero right now and get started with another roguelike? And I'm like, maybe I'll hold on. And you have <laughs> so many games, and you have probably more to play before you ever play loop hero i think it's going to be a while before you even think about it well then comes in the epic game store and you might be wondering well daniel you don't you don't have a pc you never you don't even have the epic game store launcher installed on your computer Mm -hmm. well epic game store gave out loop hero for free and to my surprise my sheer surprise and delight it's playable on a mac which is what i use interesting (laughs) So I have Loop Hero now. I got it for free from Epic. Because for somehow, some way, the game I was on the fence about getting works on the Mac. And honestly, it mm-hmm. would probably... My Mac is not a new Mac, and it works on there perfectly fine. It's it's like a 200 megabyte game, but I'm, I'm like so happy. <laughs> it's just <laughs> like a, a real swift, quick Christmas miracle. That Just wanted to toss that in there. Some, some little bonus Christmas joy. But... Onto the the news of the industry. Um, the big one for this week, 
and the remainder of the year is that the PS5 is getting brand new cosmic color controllers and faceplates. So they are finally doing the faceplate thing. So the new colors are going to be blue, um, purple, and pink. And they're going to do faceplates in the black, red, blue, purple, and pink. You've seen these, right? Yeah, I saw I saw when they were announced. I really like them. You know what I'm yes. going to say about what color there should be. But for right now, yeah. let's go with what we got. Um, my fa- I, I might actually get the purple one, the, the plates, because I like the idea of making my PS5 look like a GameCube. Uh, I might go probably with purple as well, but I think the red sort of pinkish one is kind of good too. Yeah, I have the controller that matches with that one. Yeah, my only problem with it is... For some reason, someone at Sony decided it was a good idea to have the centerpiece gloss. I think gloss should never be on any type of technology anymore. Glossy materials and surfaces like that tend to leave a lot of scratches very easy. Even when you open it, it starts off with scratches. Very easy. Uh, I would want them to release some type of, you know, like decal to put over it yeah instead of being like third party i want it to be from the actual like sony team but did you have a launch ps4 yes i did those had a glossy part on the top of it yeah i did i still have and it, it. kind of got all scuffed up <laughs> yeah i still have it and it has pt on it and i try to see if there's ways to fix it there's no way to fix it it's just that's just how it is yeah um another thing that had like a glossy coating to it was the original model of the 3ds the black and the blue one um they had a glossiness to them and ds lights had like a plastic coating that got all scuffed up all the time Mm -hmm. but they eventually just switched it all to like matte coating on everything which i mean i'm not a big fan of the the gloss on the on the front of the ps5 either i'm afraid Mm -hmm. to touch it at all i'm afraid to wipe it so i just kind of usually take a towel and like just swipe whatever dust is on there off (laughs) Mm -hmm. i think when it comes to the, the plates, there's certain colors that I you know they should have had because there's no like green. There's no yeah, that's uh, what I was. There's no green. <laughs> there's no gray ones to make it look like PS1 gray colors. Mm. That would be. I would nice love to see. a PS1 style PS5 controller because I had the one for the PS4 and it was always my favorite. the The 20th anniversary one. Oh, yeah. it was so good. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely want to see. I think black is a default one no matter what um i don't know if i switch mines i know a lot of people did want theirs to be black and that's probably gonna be the most popular and most like uh, like available i guess the most available one they're gonna have that's gonna be i think gonna stay for i think the lighter shade colors are gonna be the more rare ones to find later down the road I'd honestly go for, like, a brighter color instead of black. Because the PS4 was black. I got sick of it. The Switch dock is black because I don't have the OLED version. I I actually Mm -hmm. just buy an OLED dock. The white one is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, But I always wanted, like, a white controller for my PS4 and PS3. Never Mm -hmm. got it. I finally got one with my PS5. So it's like, yeah. The purple's cool, though. Make me feel like I'm going to play Mario Sunshine on my PS5 or something. We'll we'll see when it comes to the faceplates because I want them to do... it was sort of why buy a whole console when it's such a smart idea being like the 3ds sort of how you had to buy the whole console just mm-hmm. make fa- make the face plates removable which they did so it's sort of like mm-hmm. hopefully in the future we get to see like maybe like a ghost 
of Tsushima, two limited edition faceplate yeah. that comes with it. That so would be cool. that's what I want to see. I want to see game tie-in faceplates. Yeah, this reminds me of the, again going back to the 3DS. Um, when they did the new 3DS, which got a shorter run in um, America, um, they mm-hmm. had a collection of swappable faceplates. So the new 3DS, the small model, which is was like so short lived in America, I have one of those. I got it on a Black Friday years ago. You mm. can clip off the faceplate. You could put like a Pokemon one on. There's like anime ones, um, it, like there's Mario ones, all different kinds of things. But you, they were since the the new 3DS like regular model was so short lived in America, they never really had the faceplates readily available here. So you always had to like order them. So I never mm-hmm. got around to like because you don't want to go paying a hundred dollars for a Pokemon faceplate, even though. It's the coolest thing ever yeah it's, it's still you're putting it on something that cost a hundred dollars on black friday mm-hmm. um but i maintain that that's that that new 3ds the smaller model is the best nintendo handheld like it, as far as it, the way it feels like it was just mm-hmm. so good the buttons were snes colored it was amazing but <laughs> enough about that we got one tiny other news story um you know that game i played cruise and blast yeah the car one they have sold apparently over 500,000 copies, which means that they are the, the developers of that said that it's going to be uh, putting online mode in it and adding some DLC. So I always like to see these little these little games do, you know, high numbers, mm-hmm. um, even though Cruisin' is kind of a Nintendo IP at this point. It's not like really advertised that it's a Nintendo IP. It doesn't have the Nintendo logo on the side of the box or anything, but I think Nintendo mm-hmm. is, is the owner of the IP, so... I like when little things do well and end up getting DLC content like that. So that's just a little bit of extra news. It was originally just going to be the PS5 news, but I just saw that last night. And I don't know. That was just some good news. <laughs> anyway, I have a Nintendo Direct rumor. I have no idea what's going to... I mean, we haven't had a Direct in a while, so this better be good. I, I pre-read it as I do before the show, and I mean... It goes well with the Christmas spirit. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> all right. Let's let's take a look at this upcoming Switch game called Knuckles Meltdown, Ice Cap Mountain, where Snowstorm the Echidna rules with an iron grip, is home to the legendary jewels known as the Freeze Emeralds, said to allow whomever controls all seven to wield a unique control over natural phenomena. I've been searching for these emeralds all my life. Scour my minions where you've never gone before. It's time to break down a proverbial door. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Croc, toss me the mic. <laughs> Croc, ladies and gentlemen, make some noise. Now it's time for the main event. Yeah. It's snowing out here like a blizzard. My friend Croc's a crocodile, not a lizard. Stop that noise. Huh? Oh, you really done it now, Snowstorm. For real this time. Let's do this. What's up, Ice Cap? It's your main man, Knuckles. I need your help, world. Your strength. I know it's cold out there, but I need you to help me find the Freeze Emeralds. Seven and all, so let's do this, world. Yeah, snowboarding down the slopes of Ice Cap Mountain. Find the Freeze Emeralds inside a frozen fountain. And then what? We use him for justice. Your boy Knuckles knows what he's doing and you just gotta trust this. I hover for the sky and I climb up a wall. Let's go over some features cause this game has it all. A shrouded hero walks into a new world. It's me, first made famous in the Sonic game 3. 
I climb to the top with hidden worlds and levels to find and telekinetic powers I control with my mind. I can run, I can jump, and I can spin real fast. I can use the thing I got from Tails to alter the past. Swim, dig, and drive. It's a lot to realize that the world is changing right in front of my eyes. Enemies, old and new, put up quite a fight. We got Shadow, we got Eggman, we got Omega, alright? And then we got Rouge trying to stop me in my tracks. This game is so wild, I hope you brought some snacks. From grassy green fields to fiery pits, Ice Cap Mountain is bringing all these hits. It's platforming challenges with innovative bosses, so I hope old Snowstorm is planning his losses. I step right up and you lose your mind because your main man Knuckles is just one of a kind. You know what it is. And you know what it be. And after 10,000 years, I'm finally free. There's more to come and there's more to see in the brand new Knuckles Meltdown starring none other than me. Take on a world of ice and madness against Snowstorm the Echidna on Knuckles' perilous search for the Freeze Emeralds, which possess unruly power. Take on new and familiar foes as the open world climb and dive through Ice Cap Mountain reveals a hidden world of wonder through past, present, and future. Advance combat skills and unlock new abilities and rewards as you progress through the mountains and myriad challenges. Face off against bosses capable of total destruction as the mountain changes throughout the game. Go face to face with destiny itself as Snowstorm sends everything he's got against the world's most famous echidna in Knuckles Meltdown, sending chills through the Nintendo Switch. Knuckles. Uh, I don't know why we still talk about him. I mean... Yeah, he was cool in the trailer, but he kind of forgot about, you know, kind of forgot about us. It's my Christmas wish that, that Knuckles would come back to Gameland. Man, he ain't never coming back. He have to. No, he's going to keep making them Sonic movies. It's the, it's the new Transformers franchise. Oh my god, he has to come back. We miss our boy nah. Knuckles. And Al, wherever Al is. Al from Peacekeepers? I have no idea what the last... I, don't I haven't heard from Al in years. <laughs> Maybe he changed uh, his color to see-through. Because he can do that. He's from Peacekeepers. Can he do that? I don't remember that. I'm sure they can. Is clear of a I color value? I wonder. <laughs> um, I wondered. So, I mean, he might be Hollywood and all. But he's got this new game. And, mm-hmm. I mean, it takes place at Ice Cap Zone. So, it's already a winner in my book. But it looks like we're getting an open world 3D Knuckles adventure where his mm-hmm. skill set is applied to the world. And the world itself is kind of a straight up climb. But then he goes into Ice Cap Mountain and there's other worlds in there, hidden portals to other dimensions, past, present, and future. Um, so, like, the setup is cool. And it looks like we have a new character, Snowstorm the Echidna. Um, I already like the sound of that, it sounds edgy. <laughs> What is the last Knuckles? Knuckles chaotic. What is the last Knuckles game? I don't know because we've been there's been like four or five of them rumored before this point, and they haven't showed up at the mm-hmm. other directs. So I think this one this one seems the most fleshed out. This one seems like it 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 has, you know, the biggest chance. But Knuckles Chaotix yeah. was, I believe, his last and maybe only starring role. Does Sonic and Knuckles count as a starring role? He's sure. sort of the other character. So he's only had two games so far. And one movie. <sighs> Actually, he has two movies because he has the Sonic OVA. Oh, does that count as a movie? I always thought it I, Before I knew if it was an OVA, I saw it as a movie. Because I used to rent it from either Blockbuster or Hollywood Video, one of the two, back in the day. I rented it what more than once, too. <laughs> Sonic Underground, that's a movie. Sonic. He's in he's Sonic in Underground, it. right? Yeah, he's the he love is, interest of um, Sonya, I think. 
Uh, no idea. He's in Sonic Boom. He's my favorite character in Sonic Boom, hands down. He's the funniest character. <laughs> yeah, he's amazing. Boom. I like that one where he's the mayor. We've talked the about mayor. that on here before, but I'll We've repeat it. About enough it bears it bears repeating. It. The episode where Knuckles is the mayor is the is true art. <laughs> it's it's such a good show. It's such a yeah. Show. But anyways, uh, his game. I mean. He has a lot of shoes that, I mean, people are hyped about that trailer, so... Now's the time to cash in on the Knuckles game, Sega. Exactly. Put it on the next Direct. Look, if they released that, this would make up for so many things, like, not... This this would make up for so many games from these rumors not showing up at the Direct. Yet Chocobo GP Maybe. coming out March for the Nintendo Switch, which we didn't have as a rumor, is a thing. That is true kart racer final fantasy game was a thing yeah couldn't have cooking mama kart couldn't have cartoon network kart come on nintendo <laughs> come on sega they're playing games they're playing with the, with our podcast yeah anyway i know we have our issues with knuckles going hollywood but i like a good game and to me this sounds like a good game don't know if it'll be full price it sounds like a 3d platformer those never are full price anymore but i could mm-hmm. i could be down with with knuckles meltdown also, I liked the Power Rangers reference. So, there's that. <laughs> Alright. So, I think the first game we'll hit today is, of course, the surprise special game we did for our Christmas episode. I didn't tease it on the Twitter or anything. Um, this week's SNES Revival, we decided to do... Um, well, we usually don't do a super well-known game. Usually, we try to do the more obscure things. It's... It sort of... I'm not going to let you have credit. I'm the one that thought of it. I said, let's do this game. <laughs> because if you look at every game in that franchise, it's not talked about that much. True. It's kind of still underappreciated. Not underappreciated, but it's not talked about a lot. It's sort of... it's People know There's it, but they don't talk about it. are talked about a lot, but then you have the ones yeah. that are lesser talked about. Like, yeah. the ones you talk about in this particular series are... That other one, what came out on the SNES, and the one for the Game Boy Advance, and the one on the Wii, and mm-hmm. the newer ones. Always the newer ones, including a brand new open world one. Keep in mind, I think you just have to not rely on the online subscription, because they just put out well-known... I mean, yeah, they got a couple unknown, but... Most of it is well-known games. We can't play Cool Spot on on the Switch. You have to. I own that, so I can play it, but you can't. I got a couple of weird ones we could play. I know we we will we will trust. We we've, we've been talking about that for a while. We will. Um, but usually when we do this, like of course the selection is not massive on the Switch mm-hmm. Online. Um, but there are oppor- there will be opportunities for us to play someone that aren't on there. But while we're on there, we have we have tended to do things like Jelly Boy or um, Stunt mm-hmm. Race FX. First party title, but not not very talked about by any standards. But this week, we're doing Kirby Dreamland 3. We're doing a very familiar Nintendo title. Um, I guess back in the day, you would call this a AAA game. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's one that I've... We tried it once before. We got mm-hmm. maybe two levels in. And mm-hmm. it's not my favorite game by any means, but I found a lot of enjoyment. Because you had, you seem to have played quite a bit of it um, before me. Yeah, 
I've, I've played all the way up to the last level. Yeah, so I found quite a bit of enjoyment, especially running through in the two-player mode. So, mm-hmm. without further ado, this week's SNES Revival is Kirby's Dream Land 3 for the Super Nintendo. Uh, it came out in, like, 97, so this yeah, is... It's, it's this is what I'm saying, like, a lot of people skipped out on this because it came out in 97. The 64 yeah. was out by then. We already know what the next Kirby game is, too. The next mainline one was the, the Kirby 64 game, mm-hmm. which I played many years ago. And, and do enjoy. So, I guess before we get started, the history I have with the series, I played Kirby 64 back in the day. I've played mm. the one on the Game Boy Advance, which is a remake of the original um, Kirby Dream Land. Um, there's the mm-hmm. Amazing Mirror. I really liked this one called Squeak Squad, which was a Nintendo DS one. I have played the Canvas Curse, where you draw the little line on the ball. But I think the first time I ever played a Kirby game was one of my friends from childhood had a Game Boy Color. And there was a game called Mm -hmm. Kirby Tilt and Tumble, which had like um, a gyro built into the cartridge. So when you tilted the Game Boy Color, Kirby would roll. And I thought at the time Mm -hmm. that that was like a super cool idea. So I haven't necessarily played all the Kirby games. And I'm forgetting a few here and there. Um, actually playing through this 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 past week has made me want to revisit Star Allies. So yeah. <laughs> we're going to do an episode on that <laughs> <laughs> next year. Because I was watching yeah. some videos from it. I'm like, man, I missed this game. So let me go hit, hit that up on my Switch. But um, for right now, let's talk about Kirby Dreamland 3. So what I didn't know from the start is that this game can be played in co-op with one person controlling Kirby and the other person controlling Gooey, who looks like a yeah. slime from Dragon Quest. So that's immediately yeah. what hopped out was that. It's it's sort of weird, the co-op, because I, I, I believe in the game you can have, what is it, Gooey out? Mm-hmm. And he's, he's controlled by the actual computer and AI. Yeah. So it's not advertised as a multiplayer game. It's not really given out like you can play two players, but it's sort of you plug in the second controller and then you click a button and then all of a sudden an exclamation appears on him and then now you can control him. So it's sort of he's meant to be an animal AI companion sort of in that sense. He's just meant to be like your buddy like Tails is. Yeah. Um, it's really weird because even even though it is quote-unquote two players and we did try it we just have to bring this topic up of when i'm falling behind or i'm moving forward you have to the second player has to follow no matter where yeah that's something that like i never got used to and it took us what four or five hours to just complete we didn't 100 percent or anything but it took us maybe four or five hours to do the run of you know the 30 levels Mm. um when gooey is close to being off screen and kirby is Mm -hmm. ahead of him the game will just zip gooey to him no matter where he is but if Mm -hmm. gooey goes too far ahead it'll zip him back to kirby so kirby remains the center it doesn't it doesn't give the amount of control to whoever is using gooey as it does to kirby to, to kind of keep things in check and sometimes that created you know obviously kirby's an easy game but it did create moments where, like, I was zipped up and then I hit an enemy. <laughs> but then, then again, if Gooey dies, it's no big deal because Kirby can just yeah. respawn him, you know, infinitely. <laughs> yeah, it, it's... How, how would I say? It's very much... I don't know. It, it's like it the Lego games. Sort of... 
Yeah, it's sort of like, I don't know, it was such a headache, and it's, I mean, yeah, it's 97, but I don't think much Cope games were around, so I, I don't know. It, it, it We had a lot of moments where, I mean, it did benefit more than I think it did, kind of made us angry. Oh, you know? yeah, Angry, but yeah. just kind of like, oh, because, you know, I would be at a certain slower. point, and you would, yeah. He is slower, but let's say we needed to take a certain animal buddy with us. Yeah. Either I or you would just go to the door because obviously none of us would have it and then just go. So, like, basically, it benefits a lot when the screen can stay at a certain point and both characters can go different paths and not have to be pushed together. Mm -hmm. That's obviously second player, but... I don't know. It's it's still really weird. I feel like there's a lot of moments where you you would take a hit just because you were have to be pulled back by just because I was zipped into of, yeah. into an enemy. Now it does give like a little yeah. bit of iframes, but then you're like, oh snap, oh snap, what way am I going? What what do I have? Yeah, no, I feel like if it did that, it should have gave a, a couple of uh, invincible frames for a little bit longer because then a hit wouldn't happen that often, but. That's a weird one. I think also this Kirby game is really weird. Was there a Kirby Dreamland 1 and 2 before this one? So Dreamland and Dreamland 2, they were the Game Boy games. Okay. Where Kirby's Adventure was the NES game. Then there was Superstar. Okay. Which I believe is the most popular one on the SNES. And then Dreamland 3. So this is the sequel in the main Kirby series. Oh, so talk about the weird art style this one. It's drawn like... It's drawn as if a 10-year-old drew it. It's very weird. I don't know if the actual name of the game actually is supposed to tell you that it's just a dream. Or, you know what I mean? It's like, is it yeah. like Mario Bros. 2 where it's supposed to be all oh, dreamland where it's actually part of Kirby's just imagination in his head? Or it's a place called dreamland because it's like mystic and like wonderful and like weird. Yeah. And just going back to the art style of it and the sound design. I was gonna I was gonna bring this up, but I thought it would it'd be better to bring it up on the podcast because it's a weird thing. For some reason, when, when I was a kid, I had a friend, and that's where I played all the SNES games because obviously I didn't have a console until the Wii came out. So I always played SNES games and N sixty four games over at their house. And for some reason, like I had never played Kirby's Dream Land three um, until it came on the the Switch uh, online. But when I played it, the way it looked and sounded. For some reason, I had this feeling like I was there, playing as a kid playing these SNES games. It gave the, it gave just something about the sound design and the colors and the graphics gave me this weird sensation of like I feel like I'm an eight year old kid at at my friend's house playing on the SNES. And no other games that we've played on that, uh, you know, the Switch Online have given me that feeling. So like I very much enjoyed um, our time with this one. Hey, future Daniel here. We lost about 30 seconds of audio in this portion, but it's really easy to just kind of pick up where we were going, so I'll just cut right to that. In all reality, every quote-unquote level, we just call them worlds, has levels within the level. So mm-hmm. it's it's sort of like it confused it for some reason. I've only went up to, what is it? World 4 was the farthest I've went. The painter I told boss. You that. Yeah, that boss was very difficult for me when I was little for some reason. Even though I've been other difficult way more difficult games than that like kirby's this game is very we beat it in roughly i would say like three hours less than that probably it i think it's because the boss just 
goes through the motions, and then the sun and the moon, they're pretty tough, but then at the end, there's Krakow, the staple Kirby boss, which is a giant thundercloud. Uh-huh. At the very end, after all the other stuff, it's kind of like if you don't have, like, the ice power or something that can shoot a projectile, um, that's a tough one. <laughs> um, yeah. Unless you're just, you know, good at dodging. And I've seen people who are good at Kirby bosses without powers. I prefer to take a power in. And speaking yeah. of powers, this game doesn't have many powers but no the animal buddies create six times as many powers as they are so there is rick yes. kind and coo their carryovers from dreamland 2 there are a hamster an owl and a fish then i don't know the names of the others but there's a cat there is an octopus and there is a little bird and each of them have their own unique take on each of the powers you can get. So the fire power mm-hmm. will be different for everybody. The ice power will be different for everybody. The broom power. All the powers are different for all of them. And that creates interesting combinations. But you, you can you can get by without any of them. But some of them are really cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It, this game's very... It's, it's sort of... This game is fun. But there's a major major like hold on it has a lot of things just not going well for at the same time it's sort of like the abilities are very like there's not a lot of them a lot of cool ones not a lot of variety until the animal buddies yeah yeah it's not uh, and animal buddies are are sort of i think the animal buddies are given sometimes too often you'll have an animal buddy next you know the next door is just the same thing it's just like well we just I don't know, it's very sort of, the game design is very weird because it's super, there'll be levels that are super easy where Mm -hmm. you can kind of just, you know, cheap it out of it and you can just float most of the way through, but then there's some that are very difficult and I don't know. And only one person can have an animal buddy. That's the one thing also I was, I forgot about that because I did not, the entire game I thought like, well, Kirby usually has the better abilities because he's faster and it says like it's only right if you just have to run with animal buddies most of the time yeah and i forgot about that yeah you can't use two animal but like i said it was meant sort of as a ai buddy but like i said we kind of figured out you can or i figured out back in the day you can just plug in a second controller and control the uh, the other characters so you know you can do that in shadow the hedgehog too <laughs> it's very yeah this game has a lot i would say some going for it and then a lot going against it but not in such a way where it's it makes it a bad game sort of a this game could have been better releasing in 97 and being a kirby game as well because it's very short there's only five worlds the boss fights the only difficult one honestly was the the fourth world one that's when we i think we've had to do multiple tries yeah every other boss we've kind of beat very quick it was sort of a one one shot mm. one go and that's it and they're done i think it bears saying that the main thing of this game for people who aren't just going through the game is that every level has an optional objective and these optional objectives are hit or miss sometimes like will i get lucky with the right animal buddy will i not will i accidentally crush the flowers um oh yeah there is an optional love heart in every level a character that you need to seek out and have some requirement unfortold there's only i mean they're all doable except for this one really really kind of ridiculous one which is the rob one um oh yeah but they're so easy to mess up 
it, it's so easy to mess up. It's so easy to to also. Some of them are super just simple. Just find them and then do this certain task and it's over. Mm-hmm. And some of them are just are are sort of riddles where it's what do we do? It it won't give you any type of idea. I even think that the Metroid one was was a riddle for anyone who's never played Metroid. Imagine if you've never played Metroid and then the Metroid shows up in like the final, like almost final world. And it's sort of, well, what do we do? And obviously you've played it so you know, oh, ice, they hate ice. Why are they in the ice level? Oh, let me get the ice ability and then we could, you know, destroy them. So... Surprisingly, we still didn't get that one because we lost the ice ability. Yeah, I, lost, I got through. hit but, one too many times. <laughs> uh, it's sort of, like I said, it's sort of that some of them are just are sort of riddles, but not in a good way. In this, in the way that it's just it's just a photo or a character or something, and they won't tell you and they won't give you any idea of what. Some of them are easy. If a character looks like uh uh another character one of the like if one character yeah, in that sometimes level you bring like them animal the buddy right you buddy. just have to get that yeah you just have to get the right animal buddy at that part and that's it or if an ability is needed like fire or or water or anything like that but like i said the bur- that's where it gets confusing cuz what what ability do you use to get water for the little bird what is it it's not it's not the ice ability it's what not the if, ice is, is it it's, the- it's is it the cleaning with the little bird, is it the is it where is he it shoots the, out yeah, water? Is it the the broom? Yeah, like that's something like it makes some of the abilities or the make umbrella no sense maybe? on some animals. I might be that's something. It's weird. Yeah, I think that the most unfair one was the chef because you're given a choice of different spike balls and they all look the same. They're not necessarily doing anything different. Which one do I pick? They're all random. They're all the chef one. Any any of those that were also. The one we could not figure out was the one where it would give like, uh, it would give you the little spike character, and then it would I don't know what it would say or I don't know what it would necessarily do, but it would he would smack it a certain amount of times, and then it would just say pick one like out of out of the uh like lineup, and it's like yeah the what, chef what one the chef one that's the chef one. Oh, because there is another chef one. There's another one oh. where you have to see how many faces there are, and then count, if he says oh, how many yeah, of these faces yeah, yeah. were there. That one was also difficult too. I thought you were talking about that one first. No, no, no. Yeah, that one. Anyone was that also shows difficult. you yeah, something for some like a split ones. second and expects you to like. Yeah, like he shows the faces. Like he'll 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 command them to show their their faces, right? And there's a there's not like a little. There's like quite a few. And so now you have to keep in track of how many of this certain face did you see, and then he'll just be like, okay, all the ones that you just remembered. I was gonna ask for that one. You have to remember this other one that I was that you know you did not even try to remember. You know what I mean? It's like, it's it was really the, I, I thought we were talking about that one. No, yeah, the one where he smacks it, and I never understood what that was. I never got it. Yeah, and that's I, late I, game. So uh, if you get if you make it to late game, you'll see the ones we're talking about. They're they're like I think they're both in the last world. Some some, some yeah. there's some crazy stuff going on with with those challenges. Um, unfortunately, the challenges present kind of what we'll dub here the Jelly Boy scenario. Now, Jelly Boy, what it mm-hmm. did was if you didn't collect puzzle pieces in every level in every world, you couldn't fight the boss. Kirby's not mean like that, but if you don't collect all the you know the love hearts in every level, you're not going to get the true final boss, which is Zero and Dark Matter. So, we have a safe state where we could at some point go back and fight our last boss and you know mm-hmm. finish collecting all love hearts but for all intents and purposes of getting through the game for snes revival this week 
we have not actually faced anything past DDD. But, I mean, <laughs> tall order for the actual final boss. I mean, I get games, games to this day do stuff like that. I just hate when, like, let me fight the final boss. If you want to take away some kind of ending picture from me, fine. Mm-hmm. But let me fight the final boss. <laughs> yeah, it's, it should, it should be sort of, uh, what, what game did it very well? Um, there's a certain game that you, you're allowed to fight the final boss, but you were not, you didn't get the necessarily the extra ending stuff, but you did, were able to at least play the whole game through. And then I forget what it is. You know, Cuphead always locked you from fighting the final boss on easy mode, which I would never sat well with me. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's sort of like Contra. I think it was super C or I don't think it was the first one, but it was one of them i know three for sure does it where if you don't play it on the hardest difficulty you cannot actually play the entire game and beat the final boss like you get to some part of the final boss but you actually won't get to fight like the final final boss which is sort of this thing where i mean the stars aren't difficult to get or the hearts i guess but i don't know it's just sort of why hide a boss like that when it's yeah. supposed to be part of the the whole story bullets per minute does this too where if you're playing on the easiest difficulty you only get like four levels i think which kind of sucks because that game is really hard and i would like to see more of it so yeah <laughs> i think what's so funny is that this entire game it seems like we're trashing on it but what this at the end of the day it's pretty good. even though this game has yeah even though this game had a lot of things that we think could have been different or not needed or anything like that it was still a fun game but still a major but it's sort of like it could have been better i think the variety that came along with the kirby 64 you know ability to combine powers that would continue to be a staple even in star allies where you're combining powers you're having enemies fight alongside you in bonus mode you're playing as enemies kirby star allies has gotten to be like the end-all, be-all side-scroller Kirby game, which is why I think they're probably going mm-hmm. with a 3D one um, in the, the Forgotten World, uh, which comes out next year. They are, I think they are satisfied with the 2D Kirby universe that they've, you know, evolved the series into, and now they're going to go into that uncharted territory. And hopefully, if that's not as deep as we want it to be, that they'll continue to enhance, you know, improve upon it, which is something I feel like the Kirby series has always done from start to now. The enemies were also kind of, I guess, one thing I didn't like about Kirby is that you couldn't touch the enemies at all, even if you're trying to, like, Donkey Kong or Mario them, where you can jump on their head, that's not allowed. I don't know, I just, that was one thing I also felt weird about this game too, is that there's a lot of moments where I feel like they should have just had the ability to jump on, at least jump on their heads, and maybe yeah. not, you know. Some of them might. Does Waddle D let you jump on his head? I don't know. I, I feel don't like really, he does in I don't the new know, ones, I don't know, because I try to avoid it. Yeah. I always just suck up the enemies with, with Kirby games, just because I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I want to try and jump on their head and risk losing that health. <laughs> it was so funny is that the most memorable f- boss in that entire game was actually the first one i think the first oh, boss is part of the oh yeah the tree most. he's in all of them wispy woods he's in all of them Him yeah and cracko are like staples in all of them yeah but what's so funny is that the rest of the bosses were kind of just like whatever they like, weren't great sort of sort of 
yeah, they weren't great. Like, the first one was pretty great. Like, oh, this is a pretty good boss fight. But it's just sort of one of those games where the boss fights are not actually that difficult. Like I said, no. maybe the fourth one would give you a couple tries because there's multiple phases of it. And it would probably take a long time. But they're just kind of simple. Like I said, there's a, it was so funny that this game seems like we're, we're trashing on it. But... Like I said, even though we we technically are, it's still a fun game. Yeah. But I wouldn't say it's the best Kirby game to have existed no. ever. It, it certainly is better than a few of them. But Kirby is like I like I said a couple seconds ago. It's a forward propelling series. Each one is building off the mistakes of the last one. I think, and mm-hmm. it's never been more evident than that one on the Switch. But also the one on the N sixty four. It's not having animal buddies. But it's letting you combine your powers so you can have a fire sword if you want. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Fire sword. Also, the release of it, ni- 97. It's, that's after like Donkey said, it's Kong. It's also Country. weird. It's after all it's three. Old, yeah, cause, yeah, three. Because three came out in 96. Like I said, the, 60, the 64 was coming out. Yeah. Or it has been out. It at was that already point, out. But yeah. This is the yeah. late level SNES game. This is like the Mega Man 6. Sort of, of like the, the first Kirby. Sort of like the yeah. first Kirby, where it came on the NES very late, too, where... I don't know. I don't know who this game was kind of appealing to, because most people were... It was sort of... I understand why the NES didn't, you know, disappear for a while, because, you know, after the whole gaming crash or whatever, yeah. you know, maybe they didn't want to get rid of something that people were already comfortable with. You know, it took a while for them to switch over to Super Nintendo, but I think the 64 did... I think the Super Nintendo did so well that people... Going from the Super Nintendo to the 64 was way stronger and way more populated than the NES to Super Nintendo. I think more people were ready to switch over faster than they were with the NES to Super Nintendo. Yeah, and and if you think about it, this kind of feels like, you know, God of War Ragnarok is coming out on the PlayStation 4 as well. This kind of feels like that. Now, Kirby's Dream Land 3 mm-hmm. is not cross-gen, but just like Sony's still releasing PS4 games, be they cross-gen or not... Nintendo is still releasing Mm -hmm. all-gen games. That's not something we tend to see from Nintendo nowadays. Like, when the Wii was done, Mm -hmm. the Wii was done. Then the Wii U was done, the Wii U was done, except for Breath of the Wild. Yeah, it's sort of... The only reason why you see games being released on consoles now is not even because of the the main company who owns that console is doing it. It's sort of companies that are third-party that, for some weird reason, still want to release this version of that game on that console. Yeah. Like Konami releasing Metal Gear Solid Five for PS3 and PS4, PS4. Yeah. it should have been a PS4 game exclusive and Xbox One. You like, could say the same thing about exclusive. Persona Five if development had started so early, but yeah, yeah, it's it's just <laughs> really weird. But at the same time, I don't know. It's sort of a weird game because we already had like what two other Kirby games on the Super Nintendo mm-hmm. besides this one, Superstar and Dream Course, which was like a golf game. Yeah, Dream Course. And Superstar is, yeah. of course, like, the beloved Kirby game. Maybe we'll do that one next, but that's probably yeah. for a long time. But, I don't know, how would you rank this one? Let's rank it in terms of where it fits in with the other SNES Revival games so far. So, Jelly Boy, oh, Stunt Race FX, one of the best. Kirby. Oh, actually, Stunt Race FX was actually really fun doing it. It was very fun. Lie, was fun I'd, rank, I'd rank that at one so far of the three we've done, and I'd put Kirby in the middle. Yeah. I put Kirby as probably one of the best ones they've done in the weird, random, most random yeah. ones. But it's, as a game in general, compared to the other franchise of Kirby games, or interesting, I would give it a 6, honestly, because it has a lot of 
things that it does okay and it didn't really change much that's i like the innovation that that the animal buddies brought to the powers yeah but i don't prefer that to the combination of powers that kirby 64 brings to the table yeah there's a lot of other stuff that could have been different yeah so that wraps up another snes revival it was a good one and we'll see what's next so before i get to a special announcement real quick i just wanted to touch on one game that i swear to god we have been talking about and we've been putting off for so long i just wanted for christmas to just hear me out it starts with a d Mm -hmm. and the second letter is an e and i've been saying for a while now i gotta get back to talking about this game i'm talking about definitive edition of vice city baby oh i forgot about that you did finish that yeah I, I finished that. I just wanted to mention that I finished that. Um, did not like the missions. Soundtrack was amazing. We'll play again just to drive around. I, <laughs> I, they're putting some patches out for the collection. So just wanted to yeah. mention that I finished that a couple weeks ago. And I bet, I bet listener, I bet you thought I was going to say Devil May Cry. <laughs> but we'll get to Devil May Cry. We're never going to talk about that. Never. That game's we'll never going to we'll happen. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. No. It's never going to happen. Hey, man, it's Christmas. We'll get to it. <laughs> if if we ever talk about DMC, we have, ru- we have truly run out of ideas. <laughs> it's like, please don't make me talk about Devil May Cry. I'm scarred by the, it. If we ever talk know. about DMC, the rent is due tomorrow and we need to talk about something. <laughs> all right, all right. Bef- so before we go, guys, um, we just want to make a brief announcement. So... One of my favorite podcasts is a podcast that the comedian JB Smoove does called May I Elaborate. And Mm -hmm. him and his co-host, they went on an extended break. Now, I'm very... I don't like that. (laughs) But they made some good points. So I will start by saying Robert and I will be going on a small uh, break in the podcast. Not a hiatus or anything, Mm -hmm. just a couple weeks a couple weeks so and and to put it in in jb's words to kind of recharge to meditate you know recharge our batteries get our thoughts together um because mm-hmm. robert and i we don't have a giant team behind us we are a team of two no, it's just it's literally just us we come up with all it's, the ideas for the podcast the characters the segments good or the bad introductions. yeah, or bad, yeah. <laughs> hit or miss some of them hit or some of them miss it's um, sort of that it's it's sort of how you want to know why we stopped doing robert's game tip of the week i legit could not figure out what to say for the longest time and i still don't because of how much of the podcast is done yeah but at the same time i said look we did 13 of them and that's basically a season so i'm like it's fine yeah. the the last thing i want for any of us is to be stressed out but the the break was more or less because i i edit the podcast and it mm-hmm. takes a really long time to edit this podcast without a mm-hmm. team. You know, I, I can't pay a team to edit the podcast. So a lot of mm-hmm. the, the music snippets that I loop together and um, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all the I have to buy a there's lot of a games. Lot so of we, stuff there's a lot of stuff there's that a lot goes of like into this. Yeahs and background noises that have to be taken out and tweaked to yeah. be, you know, podcast material. And it's not a problem, but I, I'm on... I'm on kind of a vacation right now, and mm-hmm. I, I want to 
continue to refine the podcast, get some new ideas, get some new segments going for the next year, and those take a little bit of time to to work out. I, I think also what people need to understand is that I think for a whole year and plus more, we were full steam ahead with this, and I think it's just natural that people get burnt out in the sense of, hey, man, doing this for a long, like, for that long, a whole year, no breaks. It's sort of games we have to play, news we have to keep up, and then our outside real life things we do is just a lot to take in. Yeah. So we've been doing the podcast through a bit of turbulence in our work schedules. Um, mm-hmm. But for right now, we're we're both in a moment where we're... In, able to relax and what mm-hmm. i want to do is take some time to meditate and to recharge and to mm-hmm. continue making this the best thing we can possibly make it um and that means introducing new segments tweaking some old ones maybe shaking the format up a little um it's not going to be you know forever it's not going to be that long even mm-hmm. um so i'm going to say we are Aiming for February 11th for the mm-hmm. um, the next two specials after the Ghost of Tsushima special. So next week's episode will be a Ghost of Tsushima special, and we'll kind of toss this in at the end as well. Um, and mm-hmm. that'll be the last episode of 2021. Then we'll pick it up with the top plays in February 11th, and we will continue there with regular markers on the map with some new segments, maybe some new characters, um, and a whole bunch of interesting new ideas because the the news is going to pick up around that time, and I think that 2022 is going to be a special year. So you're still going to get a Ghost of Tsushima episode next week, and then on February 11th, new episodes will resume. So with all that in mind, we as always want to thank you so much for listening, and please check us out on Twitter because the Twitter is going to be full steam ahead um, while the show is on its couple-week break um we'll be i'll be posting some things some maybe some games that we're playing or whatever and we will be having our ghost of sushima episode next week so remember to check that out it's going to be one of our best and yeah i mean you can always look at our twitter to get all the news and updates um please listen to us on apple Podcasts. leave a great rating and a review um if you don't like apple Podcasts, like always we're on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and our Podbean site. Again, and I cannot say this enough, please follow our Twitter at Markers on the Map. Yeah, that'll handle our Christmas episode. Merry Christmas from the both of us and from Gamekeeper, Green Badoof, and Blastwave. I don't think Pop Red will wish anybody a Merry Christmas, but who cares? <laughs> um, and we'll see you next week for the Ghost of Tsushima special. So I guess there's not much left to say except for what we always say. And that is that the real We Wish You a Merry Christmas, which I might add contains more than 10 holiday games and activities, was the friends we made along the way. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Later.